Why, hello. So, I've arrived. Um, we're going to play a game today. It's called On a Scale of 1 to 10, How Much of a Pirate Are You? And uh, we're going to figure this out with a series of questions. Um, one, do you wear an eye patch? Uh, two, do you have a peg leg? Three, do you live on a pirate ship? Four, do you wear a pirate hat? Five, do you prefer a skull and crossbones to be on everything as opposed to not being on everything? Six, do you steal treasure? Seven, do you steal other ships? Eight, this podcast is not about pirates. Why are you letting me rant on about pirates? You deserve a much better podcast than one where I talk about pirates, okay? And whether or not you are one. Because if you're a pirate, um, you know, this isn't like one of those Facebook quizzes. So, <laughs> which buccaneer were you from the 1600s? I was Henry Avery. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's steal all the gold. And, um, well, I have stolen the gold. <laughs> Just kidding. I found some hot fire, some hot gold to share with you from this week's music releases. And we have some good things on the horizon for your ears. Laughing at my own jokes is really sad. Okay, here we go. Foo Fighters, Holding Poison. New song. So good. Guys are just the top of the food chain when it comes to that rock and roll alternative production that we got, and it's like that's a thing that so many people are just trying to replicate these days, and you just you can't do it without the personality. And Dave Grohl has just got the most personality of most musicians in his music and everything that he does, and it just shines, and he shines, and that band will always be shining. And I just love. Foo Fighters, and I'm just going to keep showing you the new stuff that they put out because it's unbelievable and it's really good. You should listen to it. Anyway, next up, new Post Malone cover. He covered Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish uh, for Pokemon 25th anniversary. It's so good. It's so good. I oh, It's so unbelievably good. So you got to listen to this. Me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy. And you wonder why I'm such a baby Cause the cowboys make me cry But there's nothing I can do I've been looking for a girl like you You look at me You got nothing left to say I'm gonna pout at you Until I get my way I won't dance 
How do, how do you live right now and not adore Post Malone? He's just like, I feel like he's like, if I was a rapper or if I was going to do hip hop music, like he's the most similar, like he's the most relatable to me, not just because he's white and Jewish, but also, <laughs> but also um, because he's, uh, we have very similar tastes. He's very melodic. Um, I love, I loved that song. Who didn't love that song back in the nineties? It's it so good, but he like, he has such a great um taste and like choice of what he's putting out and just I, I love the way that he um articulates in his music not just with his pronunciation or his lyrics but just in general with his uh choice of chord structure or production value or I mean you, you never know how much of that's the producer and how much of that is him but I just feel like he's got such a unique sound when you have these people like you know Cardi B who just have 40 writers on all their songs and like, you know, I mean, Post Malone might, but whatever, I guess they're doing a better job because it's just, I feel like he is, he's got such a more undeniable personality and he's able to do different sounding things. Whereas like Cardi B is always bringing the same thing to the table in every song. And it is so monotonous to listen to. Even like, if you like a new beat, like the new beat for Up is cool and the way that her flow works is cool, but I've just heard her do that same exact thing so many times and didn't like it then that it's like, it's hard to like it even when it gets better. Cause it's really just the same thing. It's packaged a different way. Mild, not even that different of a way. So, but Post Malone just, um, he's not just a rapper. He's like, it's almost like he's an alternative. He's like an alternative artist. He's not alternative rock. And it's, it's, it is like kind of hip hop. It's hip hop. Cause he does like hip hop beats and production, but it's, it feels it's like something new. It's just different and really great. He does really cool things. I love this cover. Anyway, AFI put out a new song, Looking Tragic. It's really great. Check it out. Wait a minute, this might be boring. Is it less than a total mess? In a minute, this makes us sour if we last. Wait a minute, you might be boring. I see holes in my snowy head. Ever trying? Love it. I love this song. This is new uh, AFI and it's uh I like it better than anything they put out recently. Like by a lot. Um it's great. Probably anything since they put out probably since anything they put out since like uh the one with um since before 
the album cover with the moon on it um, with I Hope You Suffer. I, I wasn't crazy about that album. That wasn't that great. This is like stuff before that, though. It's like still kind of punky, but it's like it kind of sounds it's like the Smiths. It's like a, a harder, heavier Smiths. And I, I like, oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Um, Davey Havoc's really cool. They're looking really good in this video. I can't believe it. These guys have just been around forever. It's uh, really great to see them doing this because I think they're a really fantastic band who have brought a lot to the table in the industry. And uh, I'm very excited to hear them putting out good music still. Next up, we got the White Buffalo. I don't know if you've heard of the White Buffalo, but he um, kind of got his big debut um, on the Sons of Anarchy soundtrack. And uh, he's just got an incredible voice. And he writes some really great music. And he put out a new song. Uh, just recently, and the song's really good. It's called Fantasy, so let's check out White Buffalo Fantasy. Tell me that you need me now Send my doubts on out to sea Let them sail away and drown in their own misery Say it to me one more time Yes. Oh, this man's voice is beautiful. Can't believe it. The thickest tone you've ever heard in your life. One of the thickest beards. This guy's awesome. Um, love listening to him play. I uh, hope he keeps putting out new music. I hope this is indicative of, of another a new album or something. You know, more music, more stuff. Very good. Very interesting. Anyway, next up, Of Mice and Men, Anchor. This song is awesome. Their new music is unbelievable. I love this song. I love this song. I found this song on Friday, and I just I was on my uh, I was driving to work, and I just literally listened to it over and over and over again. It's so good. Of mice and men, anchor. Here we go.
unbelievable. I love this song. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's moving. The way it, uh, the the melody and the chord progression, the way that it works uh, with the, the lyrics is just, it's really moving. Um, I'm not even sure what the lyrics are here. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> you spoke of a world full of purpose as I choked on every single lie. Yeah, that's, uh, oh man, that's a really good song. Really good uh, context, good metaphor. Um, I love the the bass breakdown in the second verse. Unbelievable. This is a really good song. Yeah. Anchor of Mice and Men. I like this better than anything they put out prior. They they never really needed Austin, from what I can tell. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, of Mice and Men, Anchor. Check that out. It's really good. Um, oh, this next song may very well be my favorite instrumental track of all time. I, I don't I don't know. I literally there a week ago, I think I spent a whole entire day of just my headphones were on and I was doing stuff and this was the only song playing the whole time. <laughs> I just put it on repeat and listen I must have listened to it like a hundred times. It was ridiculous. So uh, anyway, August Burns Red, Extinct by Instinct, Reprise. This is like just one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Um, it's like it's got like a medieval like almost like shanty town feel but like also state has has like the the chugging and like the it, oh my it's so good probably my favorite part in the song just uh, that that progression the way that moves throughout and just the way it builds to it and then goes back to what it was before this song is unbelievable go listen to the rest of it because i didn't reveal m- much of it there's a whole lot more to it it's uh so worth your support and your listen and your ears give it lend it lend it your ears good sir take your ears off throw them in a puddle of august burns red ha <laughs> Yum, yum diddly dee. It's like some sushi. Gotta eat that sushi. Yummy and delicious. That's right. So this one, next one is a throwback. I never really like necessarily was in love with this song. Uh, And like this version's okay. But like, I I just think it's cool what they did here. Uh, I think it's cool the way they switched it up. You know, again, not one of my favorite songs, but not one of my favorite bands, but it's a a really cool thing. And uh, I want to show it to people, to the people. All the, oops, I ate too many waffles today and now my brain isn't working. I don't know what a waffle is, but when I figure it out, I will 
let you know promptly. Anyway, uh, Paralyzer, acoustic, finger 11. It's pretty cool. To me and my drink, I wish it was cooling me, but so far has not been good. It's been shitty, and I feel awkward as I should. This club has got to be the most pretentious thing. Good beat, good uh, good rhythm, good structure, good well written song. It's good stuff. Like again, it wasn't one of my favorites, but like I like you know as a you know when I first heard it, I, I wasn't a musician. I was just a kid in middle school, and I was like, eh, this is stupid. But like now, knowing more about music, I think it's a lot more interesting than I did then. So yeah, want to share it off? Anyway, that's uh, all I got for new stuff this week. Uh, you know, I know that's not a new song, but they did re- that acoustic rendition just was recently released. Uh, few months ago but anyway uh historical shout out goes to bob seeger one of my favorite singer songwriters of all time uh he's still putting out music now which is just insane he sounds a lot different of course but i mean you know he's he's doing his thing chugging away he was you know he was in his 40s in the 70s (laughs) he's an invincible man no he wasn't he had to be in his his 20s or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at a picture of him that I'm like thinking is the 70s and it's probably the 90s. So like, <laughs> I don't know. But regardless, uh, Bob Seger, Against the Wind. This was his hit. It's not necessarily my favorite Bob Seger song, but it will definitely give you a feel for uh, just how amazing of a songwriter he is. Um, he had a great influence on a great deal of people, including myself. I mean, he just had such an incredible singing range. His voice is like... Oh my god, if you took this is such a weird comparison, but this is what immediately came to my head. If you took Stevie Wonder and Ivan Moody and you combined them, I feel like you would have Bob Seeger. <laughs> if you took away like, you know, Ivan Moody being completely insane. Well maybe not. He seems like he's doing better, which is awesome. But like, you know, having because Stevie Wonder's never been insane and neither has Bob Seeger, you know. So Ivan Moody having been kind of crazy and also being in Five Finger Death Punch. I don't like Five Finger Death Punch's songwriting, but I think they're amazing musicians, and Ivan Moody does have an incredible 
low, deep range. I'm not talking about his like, blah, 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 don't mess with me stuff. I'm talking about like his like, yeah, like when he sings, like when they do the covers and stuff. Now that you've gone away. Like when he does that, like, ah, really good. He's got some buttery low range. And like, if you take that, you combine it with like Stevie Wonder's like control um, and his soul. I feel like you'd get some Bob Seger. So here we go. Against the wind. But it was long ago. Jane, it was lovely. She was a queen of my night. There in the darkness with the radio playing low end. And the secrets that we share. The mountains that we move. This song, um, if you just like take your opinions or your natural taste out of it and you just look objectively at this, this is just a spectacular song. This is just like, these songs sound simple, so they don't sound hard to write. That is extremely difficult to write something that comprehensive that is that moving and can really relate and hit on that level while also sounding and making you like be a, still a jam like that is extremely difficult that requires genius that requires being a genius i know there's a lot of musicians listening to this who probably think that they're a better musician than bob seger you're not you're not a better songwriter than bob seger you're not a better musician than bob seger if you were you'd have won grammys and you'd be sitting on your Grammys. I am not a better songwriter or musician than Bob Seger. The things that this man has accomplished are spectacular, and the people that he has inspired have done just amazing things. Um, yeah, Bob Seger, I feel like, is really not brought up enough in the conversation for uh, influential musicians from the 60s and 70s. He's just, he was spectacular. I'm 
he is still spectacular to this day. So yeah, Bob Seger, go check him out. Go inform yourself. He's got so much good music. Oh my God, so much good music. Anyway, we got some news. Got some, actually some pretty good news. It's crazy. Uh, Live Nation sold 170,000 tickets to UK fests, music festivals in just three days of them going on sale. This is amazing. This is not like a, that's not a normal amount of tickets. <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's incredible. That means that like people are dying for live music and they are going to turn out in droves. Live Nation thinks that this is a trend toward just a, a lot more people coming out to music in general, uh, just because people have been so deprived and now have realized how for granted they can take it. Everybody, nobody ever thought like, oh, well, everybody figured, you know, I can go to a live show, you know, whenever I want to, if I feel like it, blah, blah, blah. They fall off for a while. They don't go for months at a time. And I think uh, anybody who really loves live music and has a, or has a regular part of their life is just going to kind of be thinking <laughs> twice when they don't want to go as to like, you know, how long am I going to be able to do this for, which is scary. But um Forever. You're always going to be able to do it. There's always going to be live music where there's people. <laughs> Unless you smash my guitar and kill me, there's, I'm going to play music. So, and good luck trying that. <laughs> I'm the toughest guy in the universe. Nah, but I'm just very passionate, and I have a lot of heart. So, you know, that's it goes into the equation. But anyway, interview with UK musicians on why this has been the worst year ever for the UK music industry. Here's another interesting article I found. It's actually a podcast with an interview, so I have the link to that in the description if you're curious. But it's essentially um, the writer for The Guardian who does the music section and then also some singer-songwriters from England uh, who are you know well-versed in the UK industry talking about why this was the worst year ever for UK Music, I gotta say, um, I think the the U.S. industry seems to still be doing okay, and I think it's just because the, the transition to streaming was so heavy. Like, everything just went prior to prioritize streaming, and I think maybe the U.K. might have not picked up on that trend. Maybe, maybe they did, and I'm wrong, and it just didn't go well over there, and people are just... Uh, I, I didn't listen to that, so it may be that they're aching for... It may be that more people go out to live music in general than stream over there, uh, than over here, where more people stream than go to live music. So that could have something to do with it, too. Um, I'm not sure, but go listen to that if you're curious. If you're curious. I know I'm going to. I just didn't get a chance to quite yet at this very juncture. <laughs> ah, wow. Anyway, um, Alice Cooper describing the Detroit rock scene. This is a really cool article of uh, Alice Cooper describing essentially when um, they were, when he was just be being a startup musician in Detroit, which is, of course, where he was from and how everybody was working for car companies and how there was such a emphasis on different things uh, just based on where they were. And it's a super interesting article, so I wanted to share that with you. Description in the... In the uh, no, <laughs> link in the description. <laughs> in the... Uh, in the... In the <laughs> wow, I just had a uh, an Android moment where my system ceased computing, and it was... Just uh, frozen, frozen in time, like a sandwich in the freezer. <laughs> no one ever puts sandwiches in the freezer. If you do, you should you should have your sandwich privileges revoked. Anyway, the uh, I found a cool article on Pitchfork called "The Endless Life Cycle of Japanese City Pop," 
and it's just essentially how uh, it goes into how TikTok has played into um, cultivating the this method of rejuvenating certain st- styles of music, and it's uh, super interesting. So make sure you check out that article if that interests you. Um, also found an article on it's a well it's a new book on manageable lifestyle for musicians called Sound Advice. I'm certainly going to buy this book and read up on it. It seems super interesting. Goes over the economics, uh, travel, music release, all kinds of different stuff from the modern side of things from somebody who's experienced. And uh, I, I can't remember who the author is, but they seem to know what they're talking about. So we'll find out. Go go make sure you. Take a look and, you know, research it before you buy it, obviously. That's what I always do. You got to do that regardless. Um, Brian May from Queen turns to gardening to soothe his depression. That's super cool. Um, Guy in his, like, late 70s. I'm sure that it's tough being an older guy, especially when you were, like, so famous in your younger years and you had that that wonder period and it wasn't just, you know, a nine-to-five hustle that must be – Pretty difficult. So um, he's starting to gardening. And I think that, that that seems like a. If you're struggling and you're looking for something to do, that's, you know, that's really a beautiful thing to do. And also the people that are able to grow their own food, you know, eventually are probably going to be the only people who can eat. <laughs> who knows? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully society doesn't collapse on itself because of idiots. But you really never know. So it's just always good to have a few gardeners in your, in your circle. Uh, regardless, next up. This next article, Lady Gaga has a $28 million real estate portfolio. Crazy. I mean, like, (laughs) rich people can do cool things. That's just kind of what, I don't know. I just pretty much shared that because it's like people get like, wow, look at what this person can do. Yes, when you have a lot of money, you can do stuff. And I'm sure that person reads that article and they're just like, okay, people. Why do you care? But they can't say that because their agents and managers are just like, no, you have, you want them to care about how much money is in your bank account because that will make you more valuable to them somehow, only in their head, in a superficial way that makes literally no sense at all. Who cares? Listen to her music. <laughs> if you don't like her music, stop following what she does because that's, that's what her contribution is. That's what she wants her contribution to be. You think it wants, she wants it to be, her legacy to be, oh, she owned a lot of real estate. Who cares, man? Like, come on. Anyway, next up, Facebook dropping smart glasses. <laughs> this whole thing weirds me out. I'm not sure. Is this like, you know, eye recognition and all these different things, like these technologies that uh, could be used for all these different terrible things, but the uh, the security manager says that only if they can make sure the powers that be are not able to utilize this technology in a, a way that will violate our privacy. It's like they've already done that with other stuff. You think they're not going to find a way to do it with this I don't believe you. And if you say otherwise, I think you're lying. But hey, that's just me. I just say don't trust Facebook. Don't give them more information than you need to. Use it for what you need it to. Use it as a tool. It's a tool. It's not a... It's not a... People use it for like an instant gratification way of making themselves feel better about the present moment, but it's like it's it's such a... It's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. <laughs> You, you have other stuff you need to figure out before you're going to be happy, no matter what. Last up, Apple Music says they will never have a free tier like Spotify due to not enough ad revenue generated. That sounds like BS. Um, we're talking about Apple. Apple. <laughs> uh, if Spotify can afford it, 
you can afford it. So I think that's a cop out. And I think that there's just so many people like these companies are definitely ripping off artists, but they also made the algorithms that allow these programs to exist. So therefore, unless you make that and then don't rip off the artists, which no one has done, it's kind of hard to fight it. So, but at the same time, um, I agree they're, they're ripping people off and it's messed up, but it's like, I'm just saying like, until there's an alternative, what do you, what, how do you complain effectively? <laughs> Regardless, um, Apple, not enough. No one really gives Apple any trouble, which is weird to me because they're exploiting musicians the same way that Spotify is, but nobody really says anything about Apple. They just do about Spotify. And here's an example of Apple literally not offering their customers a easier way to consume music that Spotify does. So if anybody's going to complain about a streaming service, complain about Apple or complain about anything other than Spotify. Spotify, like, does rip off the artists, does not pay them nearly enough, but they make your music the most accessible of any of those services who are also doing the same thing. So it's like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's so funny. It's so funny. It's like, it's like you don't give McDonald's crap for giving you food that you know is terrible, but then you go to a restaurant, eat something, find out that it was really bad for you and you don't go back there, but you'll still go eat a Big Mac. It's because like when you when you want to do the the thing that isn't frowned upon naturally, like people don't have a problem doing what's frowned upon naturally, but they do have a problem doing what uh, they, they they don't have a pro- yeah, so they don't have a problem doing what's frowned upon naturally, but what is like the trend to frown upon, not for a reason that makes sense, is something that they have no problem uh giving trouble to and and boycotting just because not because it makes sense or because it actually helps the situation that they're upset about but because it's a trend i don't like the trends rule society because all that does i feel like if if anything that's just a ploy to keep people from being individuals to keep you from sorry to keep this wine's giving me acid reflux god darn it but yeah the um it feels like a way to keep people from finding their individuality. Because if we're all working on trends and we all have to go to the next thing that someone else told us is great, when are we ever going to get a chance to figure out what we like for ourselves? <laughs> I, as an only child, kind of just with parents that were never into trends, never really got into trends. It never was a thing that I followed or did. So it's like I, I had to find my own way of being that was outside of what other people think or follow or do. And it's like, now it makes it easier to kind of gravitate away from whatever's going on on Facebook. I usually like to look at those trends and instead of partaking in them, make fun of them. It's just, it's more fun for me to make light of things that everybody's so serious about as opposed to, um, you know, unless we're talking about civil rights. That's a, this is a different story. It's a completely different story. But people get completely butthurt about things that are way, fuck, way lower the, on the food chain than, uh, than civil rights. <laughs> um, you know. There's something to think about. There's really no reason to get upset about most things. And yet, here people are getting more upset than they are being happy in this day and age. And it's just, maybe that's just how social media makes it look, though. Maybe in reality, we just spend five minutes out of our entire day being upset. And the rest of the day, we spend being happy. But the five minutes we spend being upset is the minutes that we spend posting on Facebook. I know that was me in in May. 
when everything was bad, I would get all my frustration out on Facebook, and then I'd go have a good day, and then I'd come back to Facebook, and I'd be encountering a bunch of people who just think that I'm frustrated in general, and it's like, yeah, I am, but I'm not like an angry, frustrated person. That's the thing. It's like I'm, we're not, we're not finite. We can all change. We can all be better. Unless you've taken someone's life or abused someone to the point that they can't live a comfortable life. Then you don't really deserve another chance. You should just go to jail or die. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's so hard to tell somebody that they should die. Because, like, what, is, how do you determine, as someone with a life, what a life is worth? That's why I think, like, to take someone's life is completely, like, it's the worst possible action that someone with a life could take because you still have a life that wasn't taken after you took this other person's life who would have lived longer were it not for you. (laughs) It's a scary thing. I don't think people think enough about the analysis. I don't think people who are capable of these kinds of things or these kinds of thoughts really go through the full process of thinking about what that entails. And even people who've done it probably don't realize the implications and just how far the ripples go of what they've done now. I don't know. It's horrifying, but, um, the current reality that we're in makes me think about these things. So I hope that they don't freak you out too much and I hope you're happy and I hope that everything's great. So love you so much. Thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. I'm going to do it every week, every week. Thank you so much.